Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Uh, Thanks for letting us come across your radios. We're excited as we continue to go through Proverbs chapter 7. We're wrapping up Proverbs chapter 7 today. uh, uh, But before we do that, we always go through our segment, and uh, we talk about you might be a knucklehead if and things you don't say or do with somebody with PTSD. So uh, we're still zeroed in on that. Uh, With me, as always, is my friend Stephanie Stephanie, catch us up. What's happening with you? Well, hello, Doug. Um, we're doing well. Um, we're here at the week of Thanksgiving, and we just came out of a great week of revival meetings, and the Lord really encouraged our hearts and made a difference in our lives through those. So we're, we're just excited this week, obviously, um, to be spending time with family coming into town and all those awesome things. Revive us again. Yeah. Praise God. All right. So we have this segment and we do it for a few reasons. You might be a knucklehead if we do that. Number one, so you know what a knucklehead looks like. Number two, so you don't become a knucklehead. Number three, at times it can be humorous. Though we're on a pretty dry spell of humor right now with our knuckleheadedness or pointing that knuckleheadedness out. But you might be a knucklehead if you compare people to someone else you know you're constantly comparing people especially those with ptsd it's the wrong thing don't do it don't say well you know if you were like her or him or whomever it's just bad juju it's a bad feeling you shouldn't do it it doesn't work god makes everybody individually wonderful perfect in his eyes uh once we have jesus christ on board and uh if we've been made wonderfully and fearfully and put together to serve God and we're doing that, I don't think comparisons are needed. What do you think, Stephanie? Yeah, I think you're dead on. Um, and I think this doesn't just go for people with PTSD. I think this goes for life and fact, scripture commands that we're not, that anyone who compares is not wise. The wisdom from above who is Christ himself, yeah. he doesn't compare us to each other. We each stand in our own right before him as his child. And, you know, when parents do this in a home, it can cause massive issues if a parent's comparing their children to each other. And, you know, understanding that God gives us all different strengths and weaknesses because we're a part of the body of Christ. And so the purpose is um, that we all make a difference in each other's lives. And so I think comparing leads to tearing down. It's not edifying and um, I think it can be a massive blind spot where people do it, maybe don't even realize, maybe it's just a part of their thought process. And so asking, you know, the Holy Spirit to illuminate your mind, to open your eyes, to, if I'm doing this, help me to stop because our tongue is a weapon and comparing yeah. to use the tongue. 
And um, so anyway, yeah, it's very serious. Well, and, and, you know, you see that, you know, the children thing, great example. Uh, parents comparing to someone else, spouses comparing them to someone else. Why can't you be like somebody? You know, that's just nutsy kind of stuff. There's certain things you stay away from in life. And, uh, I mean, just be happy where you're at, you know. And, you know, what's always freaked me out, too, is is people who become friends with people or marry people or date people or whatever and then think they're going to change them in some way. You know, that's always been kind of weird to me. Those are things you, you know, you, there's probably some signs of that, too, when you're, uh, you know, in the process of getting to know each other, courting, whatever the case may be, there's, there's, there's usually, there's gotta be signs of that stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me, but you have to, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think we have to beat this up too much, but to understand, uh, that's bad juju. And also it goes along with what not to do or say to people who have PTSD. It's the same thing. Well, you know, the guy down the road has PTSD or that gal down the road or, or making people feel inferior in any way. That's a pretty hard life to live, Stephanie, when people are always making you feel inferior. I mean, they just mess with your heads. And, uh, you know, and if people have done that in your life, you know, you, you got to give that to God and know that you've been bought with a price. And, and that price is greater than any price that's ever been paid and trusted and live it and bet on it. And uh, uh, I, just, I just think that all these things are dangerous that we just got to be decent human beings and be kind and drive on and realize what you do have and realize what is good in your life and realize how things are going, realize how sometimes we, if we're not careful, we can uh, push things away that we don't want to push away and, and, and things of that nature. I, and I think we beat that sufficiently, but you know what I'm saying? It's a, it can be one of those really ugly things. And so, um, yeah. And I think we've all felt it. You know, where we said, wow, thanks for making me feel like a piece of dirt, you know? So I think we've all been there. So don't do it to anyone else. Uh, don't let anyone do it to you. Am I missing anything there, Stephanie? I mean. Oh, I think the biggest thing is don't do it to anyone else. I mean, people are going to compare you. You can't stop that. Um, yeah. That, but but don't do it to someone else because um, yeah. it's it's a deadly, it's a deadly trap. It's a snare. And once you start going down that path, it becomes a vicious cycle. Um, and it almost becomes addictive and it leads to bondage in your life or, um, in your relationships, it will lead to bondage or to breaking relationships. And so, yeah, yeah it's very, very serious. Yeah. There, there's certain things you do, uh, that can really mess people up too. So breaking relationships will mess you up pretty bad, but even having somebody that supposedly you love and, and being in a, uh, some type of a comparison mode or something like that. Uh, it, it's just, it's not helpful. And it's definitely not helpful to people who are hypervigilant going through the fires, living things that are upside down. I mean, there's just certain things we need to stay away from. And I think it's important we talked a little bit about this, but stay away from it, from letting people do it to you. It's a trap. You know, it's a trap to make you feel bad, to snare you, to throw you in. There's certain, I don't mess with certain things in life. You know, it's, it's like uh, Debbie came downstairs, I think, yesterday before church, yesterday morning, and uh, she was wearing a sweater, a very pretty one with her skirt and everything. And, and she was holding her shirt. And she said, which one should I wear? 
Well, I know the answer to that. It's the one she's wearing. You know, it doesn't matter if I like the other one. It's the same thing as, uh, do I look good today? Does this make me look fat? There's things you stay away from, brethren. That's all I'm saying, man. They're traps. Make believe you don't hear it and move out smartly. Don't do it to anyone else. That's all I want to say. So we're in the book of Proverbs, chapter 7. Uh, there's traps out there, Stephanie. And we owe it to our peeps to let them know that. And, uh, and here we go. So we're in chapter 7. We're in verse number 22. And, you know, this chapter, this chapter, it, it's really dealt with seduction. It's really, it's really dealt with that immoral woman, you know, seduction from an immoral woman. But I'll tell you, there's more than an immoral woman here. There's an immoral man, too. And, and, and remember, we got to remember, it takes two people to get messed up. It takes two people to get off balance with this. It takes two people to be involved in an illicit relationship. It takes two people to be going down the wrong road. And uh, so it takes two. So if you're either side of that, stop it. Don't be part of it. But then it says here in 22, so we came out of 21 where she's basically, uh, you know, this whole book is this lady's available. He goes out. He finds her. Uh, the bed's perfume. The husband's gone. She gives him all these different things, tells him everything's good. And, uh, you know, she's saying the right things to him. He's putting up with it, doing all the right things. He wants it. She wants it. And then it says in verse 22, and he goeth after a straight way as an ox goeth to slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks till a dart strike through his liver as a bird hasteth to snare and knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let none thine heart decline her ways. Go not astray in her path, for she hath cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way of hell, going down to the chambers of death. Stephanie, this is drawing quite a picture of what our immorality looks like and doing these things look like. And I mean, what, what was coming to your mind when you saw those really strong words? Well, like we've learned multiple times over as we've been going through these first seven chapters, God's trying to get a massive point across to young men. And, you know, we're told in the New Testament that a young man we're all supposed to do this, but it's addressed to young to a young man specifically, but flee youthful lusts and follow after faith, holiness, godliness. And that doesn't mean that you, it's not a striving in the sense of just trying to do better and trying to do better. It's where you make Jesus Christ, your everything. And when a young man makes Jesus Christ, his everything, are there going to be temptations? Yes. But that young man is no longer, his core is no longer him. It's Jesus Christ. Yeah. And if he'll stay in tune with Jesus Christ and let the living spirit of God in him control his actions, he won't go down this path. And so um, I think there's that the power to get through temptations that will come from strange women um, or for a young lady to come go away from, um, to flee the temptations of, of a strange man is Jesus Christ, he's the answer. He is the way of escape when the temptations come. He is our victory. He's our life. And it's no longer us that lives, but Christ that lives in us. And we have this incredible privilege in this age we live in 
to experience Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so that's what I come away with is we can focus on all of the do's and the don'ts that are listed, and those are important. But if we focus on who wisdom is, and wisdom is Christ, if we focus on him, he's going to give us the wisdom. He's going to give us the strength. He's going to give us the victory over these kinds of um, immoral sin and fornication and all of this. Yeah. And, and, you know, just looking at that first verse is kind of scary. He that goeth her straight away, you get this idea that, you know, just immediately I'm in. And, but then it says as an ox, there's a comma there, as an ox goeth to slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. And, and, and so right away, you know, God's comparing him going in there to have this illicit immoral relationship, um, you know, with going into the slaughter, it's that bad to God. It's, uh, it, this isn't something that's an affair. This isn't something that was just a fun mistake. Uh, this is something where you're going into slaughter. This is something where you're not going to be able to regroup from this. You're going to have to repent and give it to God. And, and if we're involved in these types of relationships, we need to stop, repent, give it to God, trust God, and, and not do it again. Uh, because it's, it's right there. It's, it's, you know, this woman who's being presented is she, she's very difficult to resist, but this guy found himself there. He went after her. And that's the thing that we got to keep remembering is this guy went after her. It takes two people and folks don't be the person who lures people in and don't be the person who allows yourself to be lured. Um, you know, there's an emotional purity that comes along with life. Some people say, well, I'm pure, I'm pure, I'm pure, but they, within their mind, they're far from being pure. And in this case, this guy may have been pure. I don't know. We know the woman wasn't because of the way there's many that have been hurt by her. You know, it tells us in, in, in the scripture here. And, but he, you know, he went in after her and, you know, we've got a responsibility as gentlemen and ladies to make the right decision and say, no, we're only going to be involved with that one person physical relationship that God gives us till death do us part. Then we'll be involved in another one. If God gives us one person physical relationship and that's it, that's, that's our involvement. That's where we're going. And, uh, he went right away. And then he talks about, it's like going in for slaughter. It's a, it's an ox go within the slaughter, a full, a fool, uh, to the correction of, of, of the stocks. Uh, it's just, this is bad stuff right here. And, and then if we look at 23, Stephanie, this one's kind of tell kind of a telltelling or a telltelling type of thing as well. It says, till a dot strike through his liver as a bird hasteth to the snare and knoweth not that it is for his life. And um, uh, so this thing's going to cost him his life as he knows it or his life with God or his relationship with God. This is a big deal. That whole dart is a big deal in your liver. Yeah. Well, it's, you have a, a real sense in which, um, again, when you look at this man, the, it gives you a sense of sadness, honestly, is what it does to me, because here's a young man God created with a special purpose in mind, with a special goal. But God gives us a free will, and every young man, every young woman, every older man and every older woman, okay? I don't want to slam the young people here because yeah. we every person my age who's single has to make this exact same choice. But this young man 
was created by God with a special goal, with a special purpose. God has had much, God had as much of a goal for this young man as he had for David, as he had for Daniel, as he had for Joseph. But this young man didn't make Jesus his focus. And, and to put it in Old Testament terms, he didn't make Jehovah his God from his youth. And that is why he went as an as an ox to the slaughter because he had not taken time yeah. to hide God's word in his heart. And he was not living in light of eternity. He's not, he wasn't living for anything but temporal pleasure. And it, it is heartbreaking because this repeats century after century. And every single person has to make that choice that Jesus Christ is my life. He's my center. And if that's the case, you won't be led as an ox to the slaughter by the strange woman. You won't be because the Holy Spirit of God will be doing that work in your life. And he's going to show you the warning signs. You're going to obey and you're not going to go down this path. And so um, I think it's something that is not here to strike fear in us. It's here to help show us where guidelines need to be and to, and to draw us closer to Christ. Because when you read these passages, we can either focus on this or turn and focus on what's the alternative. What's the solution? And the solution is make Jesus Christ your life. And the, and, and the Holy Spirit's never going to lead you to be immoral. The Holy Spirit's never going to lead you down this path. He will only lead you yeah. in his word. And so it, it, in some sense, for a young person, for a person my age even, this gives a sense of, okay, this is the warning. So what's the solution? And the solution is Jesus Christ and focusing on him. Yeah, and, and, and that solution in Jesus Christ brings with it the Holy Spirit of God in your heart. As Stephanie said, you know, we, we know what's right. We know what's wrong. We're being told by our hearts. And 24, hearken unto me now, therefore. Listen to me. Listen right now, children, what's going on there. Uh, listen to what's coming out of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths. And, uh, I mean, we get this idea that uh, don't do this. You know, turn aside from these things. and. Solomon has the advantage to be telling his children, don't do these things, don't turn those ways. For she cast down many of wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. And there's men and women out there, and, you know, not trying to be gross, not trying to be graphic or anything like that. But the realization is we know what the Word of God's talking about here, and the Word of God's talking about people having promiscuous lifestyles who are doing things that are against God's will. And, and Solomon's warning his children, saying, don't do this. Don't go astray, uh, for she hath cast down many wounded. And uh, this girl has been involved in this a lot. And then her house is the way to hell and going down to the chambers of death. And, you know, I was thinking about this, Stephanie, how all this comes together. And it seems like when a young man, you know, or a young woman's raised in the church and does everything right, then they get involved with this promiscuous or this ungodly or this against God's will activity. It seems like then you get away from God. Then you get away from the church. Then you, uh, all those things that you hold dear now no longer have a place to you. It's like you have, uh, it's like you become this sexaholic or this, uh, you just want to be involved in these illicit relationships. And that's why we, uh, as people who follow God, don't do it or pray every day. We don't, if not by the grace of God, it can happen to any of us. It takes prayer. It takes protection. Um, and you know, I, I enter into Proverbs with all humility and intrepidation saying, 
you know, listen, this can happen to anybody. When cases of herpes uh, is at an all-time high in 80-year-olds, we need to be paying attention to what our society looks like. And uh, we need to be paying attention uh, to God's word, even more important than that. And if we find ourselves looking at what's right, looking at the example of how we're supposed to live, I think we're going to be all right. If we say we're for God, if we read this book of Proverbs and apply the word of God to our lives, it's just not a check mark. We're not going through Proverbs to check things off and say, well, we did another book on the podcast or on the radio show. No, we're going through uh, to apply this to our hearts so it becomes part of our lives. And so how do we make this part of our lives, Stephanie? Well, I think of a verse, oh, I can't remember which prophet it is, um, but it says, thy words were found and I did eat them and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord of hosts. And find God's words. His, this whole book is full of treasures of wisdom and get to know Jesus through his word. He is the word and, you know, take time to, to read through even how Jesus, you know, Jesus Christ went through temptations like this. Exactly. Because he says, the Bible says he was tempted like as all in all points, like as we are and yet without sin, he was tempted by the strange woman at some point in his life, when I do not know, Scripture doesn't give us the scenario, but the Bible says he was tempted in all points, and all means all. And so look at his life. Yeah. And Jesus Christ went through his life, setting the example for us. He was all human. He was completely human. He derived his strength as a human from his Father. He depended on him for strength, setting the example for us, the way we are dependent on him for strength. Yeah. And he depended on the Holy Spirit. He set the example for us to depend on the Holy Spirit. And so look to him. He has given us everything we need that pertains to life and godliness. And he will give you strength. He will give you joy. And as you resist these temptations, Scripture says, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And so just immerse yourself in yeah. Jesus Christ. There it is, friends. And, and listen, don't be comparing yourself or allowing anybody to compare you to anyone else. Whatever you do, do not be that knucklehead that goes around and does those things. There's a lot of uh, wonderful people out there. God created us. He made us what we are. And uh, we're out to please him, not other people. And so if you're around any knuckleheads that are comparing you to people and they're making you feel bad all the time, get away from them, unless you're married to them, and then uh, go get some Christian counseling. But we love you, folks. We know that uh, as you hear this message, you're, you're going to be you know, all fired up for the Christmas season. I hope you guys got your decorations up. We're about half done around here, and uh, it's okay to have Christmas decorations up. Listen, we love you, folks. We hope to hear from you real soon at Helpful Wounded Spirits. Listen to every word Brother Eric has to say. Uh, it's especially important to us, the most important thing that you know, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. We love you, folks. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message you can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, 
But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.